In the holy name of Jesus. Once again, Advent is here to save you, but perhaps in a way that you do not expect. First and foremost, this Advent is here to save you from being a know-it-all. We are a fairly mature church. By that I mean there are many of us who have been here for a good long time. One of the troubles with a mature church, however, is that we get stuck. We go through confirmation and we call it graduation. So after the eighth grade, at the wise old age of 14 years, we allow our kids to choose whether or not they'll come back. We go through parochial school, maybe even through a Lutheran high school or college or seminary. And then we think we have it all figured out. So there is nothing left to learn. We get older, we get married, we get children, we get busy. And despite a very clear third word, remember every Sabbath day and keep it holy, we find ourselves too busy for church, too busy for Bible study, too busy for prayer, too busy for lavish generosity and winsome words of witness, too busy for justice and mercy and peace. Maybe we really don't mean anything by it, but we just get too busy for Jesus. We don't stop thinking of ourselves as good Christians because we've been around a good long time. And because this sort of failure is so common in the church that it just seems normal. However, when knowing it all seems normal, then it is time to worry. That is the gospel for today. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the second coming of the Son of Man. Do you see? Anytime your time looks like Noah's time, it is time to start worrying. So what was it like in the days of Noah? In Noah's day, they were know-it-alls. There was nothing more to learn and there was nothing more to say and there was nothing more important than themselves and their experiences. So there was nothing more to their lives, says Jesus, than eating and drinking and weddings and receptions. They were busy, very busy, with all sorts of things except their Lord, and his request for Sabbath and justice and mercy and witness and generosity. But they never stopped thinking of themselves as good Christians. Because they'd been around a good long time, and this sort of failure was so common among them, that it just seemed normal. So they were not threatened in the least when an old man started building a very large boat on very dry ground as a judgment against their very normal, busy lives, as a judgment against knowing it all. Nope, nobody noticed anything. 
So nobody did anything until the water rose so much that it swept them all away, and of course by then it was too late. Here is the very simple point. If you know it all, nobody can help you. If you know it all, nobody can teach you. If you know it all, nobody can surprise you. Not even with a flood, or an incarnation, or a death on the cross, or a resurrection from the dead. At least not until it's too late, and all these gospel things become law for you. When you know it all, there is no room for God. And then the penalty is to remain a know-it-all forever. That is hell, when God lets you have your way forever. That's probably a bigger dose of law than most of you are used to. So now what? On this day every year, the church starts over. The church lights a blue candle on the Advent wreath because blue is the color of sky and water, and so of the horizon, the color of expectation and possibility. Blue is the color of hope. So on this day every year, the church lights a blue candle to remind us that Jesus never gives up on us, no matter how uncivil or lazy or proud or disobedient we have been in the past 52 weeks. Every year on this day, the church starts over, telling us the story of God as a baby in real flesh and real blood, who loves us so much that he comes to live with us as one of us and die with us as one of us and rise for us as one of us in order to make every last wrong thing right. Every year on this day, the church starts over, delivering the time-tested Jesus stuff of liturgy and baptism and absolution and Eucharist, taking the forgiveness won long ago on the cross and applying it individually to each and every one of you today, right now, over and over again for the next 52 weeks. Every year on this day, the church starts over, loving you who have no right to be loved, forgiving you who have no right to be forgiven, and hoping that this will finally be the year that you get it, that this will be the year that Jesus frees you from being a know-it-all, frees you from that burden, so that once again you can listen and learn and live free, and most of all, so that you can be surprised, so that you can hope for what lies beyond you and your experience, that you can be surprised by more Jesus, more grace, more direction, more love, more peace, more justice, more mercy, more lavish generosity, more winsome witness, 
more Eucharistia, more community, more beauty, and more meaning in your life, more than you ever thought possible. Not as a know-it-all, but as St. Paul said, knowing nothing except the cross of Christ. Maybe you aren't getting what you expected this morning. But if you can still be surprised, that's probably a good sign. And if you stick around long enough and listen to Jesus, Jesus the incarnate, Jesus the otherworldly, Jesus who is beyond our ken, the unexpected Jesus, Then you will learn to distinguish what is evil from what is good. He knows and you don't. And what it means to be at peace with God. It is his work, not yours. And what it means to take control of your life. You get control by giving it up. And why, if you look like everybody else when you go out of here this morning, you are probably done for. Because normal earthly life always ends in a vicious death. And how the worst possible thing for you is to think you know it all. And the best possible thing for you is, as Jesus said, that you receive the kingdom of God as a little child with open eyes and open ears and open arms and an open mind, an open and obedient mind heart. That is the offer. That is the gift this morning. And that is Advent. If you are afraid that this will be too hard for you, you might remember how the Noah story ends. You remember that when the flood came and swept them all away, it swept away normal life and replaced it with a blue sky, a hopeful sky that had a rainbow. That's how the Noah story ends. It ends with a rainbow, a promise, a covenant, a hope, an expectation. And that's how your new life begins in this new church here. Today is a fresh start for everybody, for you and for me. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.